Love Talk Radio. Yeah, we're gonna send it in. We're getting ready, y'all. Yo, what's up? Four quarters of Coach Lee and Carla. We are on live here on Blog Talk Radio, which is JC Hawk Radio. Yes. You can find us on what iHeart. You can find us on iTunes. iTunes. Stitcher Radio. Stitcher Radio here on Facebook, Facebook live. live, and uh, you know it's Monday. Monday be rolling. It be coming around so fast. I'm like, man, is it another show again? But you know, it's because we be having fun. You know, we got a special, special show tonight. We got special guests calling in. Uh, we do have Dr. Michael Hutchison, who will be calling from Power Plus Mouth Guards. Uh, again, we're introducing products to the marketplace to keep sports safe, keep football safe, um, to reduce injuries. Yep. So, again, every week we'll be having someone that will come on board and talk about, you know, safety and, and equipment and all those other good things. So Carla's working real hard here on Facebook Live to get more people to join, to, to, to do live stuff and do what we do and to share. Mm-hmm. But let's get right into it because, you know, it's a hot, sticky topic right now. What's you a know? hot, sticky topic? Well, first I'm going to say quarter number one. Uh, we're going to talk about hmm, <clears throat> something that's real, real, like, tabooish. Okay? What? And it's basically like rules and code of conduct. Okay. You know, code of conduct, you know, every every team that you play on, every team that you are a part of, how come your chair is higher than mine? You look tall. I'm going to have to get – yeah, I look short next to you. <laughs> but anyway. My my chair is – Yeah, come down a little bit. You make me look short. I'm like, oh, there we go. Now I feel comfortable. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I feel good. He's so crazy. Yeah, I am. But, you know, we, we talk about when you go to a team, I don't care if it's basketball, baseball – there's a thing called culture, okay. team culture, and what goes on within that team to create what we call the family environment, mm-hmm. okay? And, you know, as the owner of a team, as the coach of the team, it's my responsibility to make sure that the players are safe. Okay. Uh, be it, no matter what gender, you know, your athletes are, the, mo- the most important thing is, is, is safety. Mm-hmm. Uh, you care about the, your, your, your team. Uh, but then you have to set some rules and guidelines, just like being a parent. Right. You know, the, the things you can do, things you can't do. Okay. And I know that my involvement with women's football and, and girls' football, uh, being a male, I have to make some extra, extra. Uh, what would I call those things? Extra efforts. Oh, okay. Yeah, effort, extra efforts to make sure that I'm in line. Okay. You know, um, you know, some of the rules that I had to, had to Put with my vintage showgirl shirt that I got on, as you can see, I had to represent the Las Vegas showgirls. Um, you know, part of it was protecting the, the, the ladies that played on my team. Okay. Because again, this is a male dominant game, and you have a lot of males who wanted to be involved with the game of football, with the women's game, but also wanted to take some advantages and, and, and try to get some extra perks, if you know what I mean. Okay. Okay. And so some of those things. Who's trying to get some extra perks? Some of the coaches. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, they're the thing, you know, it's like in the workplace where you might have a supervisor who, uh, oh, we got some people over there. We yep. got Kath, Kathleen. We got Alex. We got my boy, Rube. I just got the phone with you. I'm going to hit you back up. That was some good information you gave me, Rube. Thank you. Um, but, you know, it's like code of conduct. You know, it's like you don't want to date somebody at your workplace. Right. Because issues happen at your workplace, once you guys break up or have a fight or do whatever, whatever, or you're loving on each other too much, you know what I'm saying, it, it affects work. And I really didn't have that issue when I was coaching the boys as far as, you know, the relationships that go on. It wasn't many guy coaches having a relationship with the, with the guy players, you know, in a sense. So there was no inappropriate situation. So as the owner and head coach of the team, I had to kind of 
screen, my coaches, mm-hmm. what their intent was being a part of, um, you know, the team. Right. If you're there for football, I'm good. But if you're there to pick up like you had a bar, that was Well, I can see that being the case for the women. The youth, you really have to be extra precautious. Yeah, I mean, we have background check and everything with that, you know. Fingerprinting. Fingerprinting and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it was, you know, brought to my attention, you know, over the last week as topics came up about the show, uh, about, you know, those topics. As as an owner of a women's football team, have I gone through any situation where my coaches were a little too too sweet on the players? Well, you know, I've been asked, being the wife of a coach of women, asked if I was uncomfortable with the situation of you being with women all the time, you know, right. and it is does take um, some confidence, you know. What from your per- and trust from your perspective? From my perspective, true that, right. true that, true that, you know, and it is something that you know you have to make aware of. Hey, I'm here for football, football only, and um, you know, and these things have gone on since the moment of time, since the beginning of women's football, things of that nature, where some guys or some coaches have actually taken advantage of being a coach and promising playing time over dating time. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to keep it clean. This is a PG show. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to go deep deep into some of the things that I've seen and some of the things that I've heard, but just hitting the surface, mm-hmm. you know, the bottom line is coaches got to come here and want to coach. It's not it's not a bar, not a pickup. Right. You know, so we had to install some rules. You know, there is a case that I did have a coach who was dating someone, but they were dating prior to mm-hmm. them coming to the, to the, to the team. Uh, but it wasn't a pickup. And, you know, from a couple of phone calls that I got this week, I mean, there's a couple of organizations that this has arrived. You know, I mean, this has come to light. And, you know, what are some of the things that, you know, I've done to prevent those things? And like I said, the first thing was having to trust in my player to come to me and say, hey, Coach Lee, such and such is pushing up on me. You know what I'm saying? Or oh, I feel uncomfortable around this coach. Mm-hmm. I've gotten rid of about three or four coaches in my 10-year period, just on those reasons alone, because I was not... You got rid of them? I asked them to excuse themselves for not being a coach. Okay. So, yeah, fired. You can't fire somebody who do it for free. Right. But, but yeah, you know, it, it was all about the, the kids. I mean, the kids. It was all about the women, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, you know, with that being said, you know, I, I created a safe environment for my girls. Okay. Okay? But then there were some other problems that came in, in, into uh, existence as well. You know, not only are the male predators, but there's also female predators on the team. I've had many young ladies who quit football because they felt pressured. You know, like I said, it's a sticky, you know, situation. But when a woman is telling you that, you know, she's being pushed up not only amongst the men, Mm -hmm. but amongst the women, and it's an uncomfortable situation, and they're married as well. You know, and and that's that's what's taking women's football right now. Well, women's sports. Women's sports all the about basketball. Oh, yeah, basketball. You know, I've, I've read articles about, you know, that in the basketball world that, you know, a majority of the women are um, either, you know, gay or they go both ways and that there is pressure for the, the straight women to perform under these circumstances, you know what I'm saying? Right. Because they don't fit into that world. Right. So, and I, and I think that's part of what's killing the women's sports, like you said, sponsorship and things of that nature. Uh, because again, I've had some run-ins with some sponsors, and they said we don't want to be labeled in a particular area. Is why we don't sponsor women's sports, mm-hmm. but they're women products, you know. And I'm like, well, I just feel that if everyone can respect everyone, that you know, that's the solution right there. Is yeah. just, it's all a matter of respect. You know, it's about acceptance. Right. Number one. So you don't want to bash anyone either which way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But you want to accept them, especially if you are as a teammate. I mean, the coaching situation is a little bit different. But if they're teammates, you know, you got to find a way to respect one another. Right, respect right. Respect your choices, for one. Definitely. It's no different in religion. You know what I'm saying? There's not one perfect religion. Mm-hmm. But if you respect yours and I respect mine and we respect each other's, then we can work together, mm-hmm. you know. And like I said, what you do in your life shouldn't affect what I do in my life, gotcha. you know. And I don't want you pressing upon your beliefs on me as much as I want to press my beliefs on you, you know. Yes, and this is the good, the bad, and the ugly of four quarters with Coach Lee. Yeah, 
it, it is a necessary evil to talk about these things because, you know, you know, it, it may be seen as taboo. Yes. You know, to talk about the uh, three-letter word. Yes. Right? Right, right, right. In public. But just like in order to me. Live, right? This is blog talk radio. This is blog talk radio. We're unfiltered here, right? We're unfiltered, but we don't we're, keep we're it to be, Yeah, we're trying to be we PG. PG. We're trying to be politically correct and all of that. Right. But, you know, it really boils down to, yeah, setting down your rules and regulations just like you would in the workplace. Right. right? They have rules in the workplace. You cross those lines, you're going to get your hand slapped, and if not, maybe fired, right? right? Or even sued. True that. So we definitely want to be on our best behavior when it comes to um, those intimate relationships, let's put it that way. Right. And I know I, I got fire thrown on me because I had a no-dating policy on my team. Um, the reason why is because it's all good and dandy when everybody's happy, mm-hmm. but the moment they get into an argument, Outside of football or outside the, the teamwork, okay. Either they both miss practice, or one comes to practice and the other one don't want to play. So it affects the culture of the team. It affects what goes on. Hey now, Juliet, hey, is our newest uh, corporate member there. Oh yeah, corporate sponsors jumping on board. <laughs> I love it. You know, but you know, I don't have a problem when you know you date someone on another team uh-huh. because it doesn't affect our team. You know, but I I hate that when we're dating amongst our own team then we have issues that, that just domino effect, you know, mm-hmm. because now this group of friends are mad at this group of friends, and now you're – It makes it hard part. to perform all the way around, like I said. Yeah, and, and it's been some issues. There's so many things, you know, I didn't have to deal with when I'm working with the, my male companionship, mm-hmm. you know, because we wouldn't date each other, okay, but we would date some of the girls at the school together, and, and we, we knew that, hey, once we got on the field, it's about us on the field. Yeah. It's not about what goes on off the field. That's like man code. You no know conflict of interest. And that's, you know, that's harassment of any kind, not okay. just sexual harassment, but harassment of any kind. Actually, we got a guest on. Uh, BJ, can you plug in? Hello. Hello. Hey, hey how, you how you doing? Hey, how you doing today? Uh, yeah, this is Curtis down in New Orleans. Um, um, one of the owners, along with Michelle's war of the uh, New Orleans hippies. How y'all doing tonight? Who is this? Yeah, this is Curtis, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. From the New Orleans hippies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How y'all doing? Oh. Now, we're hearing y'all your topics tonight. I think it's very interesting. Yes, definitely. We, I mean, we we talk about a lot of things, and uh, <laughs> you know, I know you up there in New Orleans, and you root for them Saints, right? Well, I happen to be a cowboy fan. Uh, you know, I'm a little oh, older, you know and I have to get off this phone real quick. Cowboy <laughs> fan, get out of here. <laughs> and we we see the, the Saints are winning tonight. Congratulations to them. We don't have no, uh, you know, nothing against the the Saints uh, here in New Orleans. Uh, but I've just always been a cowboy fan, man. Can't help it since the '70s, you know. Uh, still, uh, you know, still uh, support my uh, home team though. Uh, they're winning tonight, though. Congratulations to them if they can pull it off. Got you, got you. So we're talking about, you know, relationships, coaches, you know, crossing the line, uh, especially in the women's world of sports. Uh, what's your take on on, on that? Well, you, you, you know, I never uh, before uh, we began to get into women's sports, uh, which was about a year and a half of, uh, ago, uh, we never thought uh, this type of thing. I guess it never really, you know, crossed our minds. Uh, that there would be uh, um, male coaches who might cross the line, um, you know, with players. Uh, you know, we've seen it when we go into the workplace. We have to, uh, you know, sign sexual harassment, uh, you know, contracts and things like that. But uh, it came to a surprise to me, but uh, it runs rampant uh, in sports, uh, especially in women's sports. But I think nobody really has uh, uh, put a – uh, just put emphasis on it and brought it to the light, you know, like you all are doing tonight. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, it's a reality. I mean, like I said, I, I did 12 years in the women's sports arena, and those were some of the pressing issues. You know, the male coaches uh, coming on to the, the female athletes, uh, female athletes coming on to other female athletes, or even female coaches coming on to the female athletes. Uh, it, it was a new culture that I wasn't used to, but, you know, I was one who drew drew the line and said, hey, these are the rules. You know, it wasn't like 
but in order to keep a good culture on the on the team, we had to in, in, install those rules. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, and, and then uh, you know, um, uh, in women's sports, they want, and I still believe they deserve to have the same rights uh, as uh, in male sports. Uh, but we have to, you know, we have some things that we have to uh, address to even get to that uh, point, you know. Uh, where they think that it's okay or that uh, it's, it's been going on for years where people have relationships on the team or the uh, male uh, coaches, uh, because they're in positions of poverty, they can take advantage of these women and uh, give them alter, you know, an alternate, uh, ultimatum, uh, either, you know, you do this or you don't play. Uh, and then, right. you know, you get a lot of people get discouraged, you know, and they either quit the game. Uh, you have uh, players who are relationships, uh, owners who are relationships with players. And I've just seen it, uh, you know, seen it run rampant uh, through this since we've gotten involved in women, you know, in women's sports, especially women's football. You know, we have a, a, a female pro football team in the Orleans Hippies down here uh, in the city. Uh, it's going on our second year, so. Okay. And believe me, we and believe me, we have uh, touched that. It's in our contracts about fraternizing and uh, relationships because you know you, you look at people in relationships on the team. If 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 one goes, the other one's going to then relationship, and now you're short two players, or if there's uh, uh, multiple people uh, uh, fraternizing within a group, then you're gonna lose even more if someone gets mad because and, and it just causes a whole lot of turmoil, you know. Yes, it does. It definitely does. I mean, um, I mean, I did 12 years, and there was not one athlete personally that I had any relationship with, which I made sure of that, even though I was, I'm a married man. I was a married man at that time. Um, but there were some assumptions that was out there um, that, hey, it's easy pickup. I'm like, no, that's not what it's about. It's about coaching. It's about teaching. That's what I'm out here for, you know. But there's, a, there's, yeah. there's some predators out there, though. You know, and 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 and, and, the reason, and the reason and the reason why we got into this was to empower women, uh, not to uh, use them as our, uh, you know, as our uh, play toys or or or, or our, uh, you know, as some kind of feeding ground because, uh, you know, we still believe that you know this is the norm or it's supposed to go on, you know, and and as an owner myself, uh, and uh, Michelle Zwar and nobody on our staff in the upper uh, levels, we never had that those type of issues. We did have that uh, uh, basically in, uh, you know, in our, uh, uh, you know, coaching uh, uh, staff. But, you know, uh, like I said, we, we, you know, my myself, I I never did because I knew that if those type of things would happen, you know, I would lose control, you know, because then there's people, you're in those positions, you ask for sexual favors or you're making sexual uh, innuendos, you know, then when mad day come, you know, they're not going to have, well, I can do this because I'm messing with the owner, I'm messing with the coach, or I'm messing with this one, you know, and you try to keep those things out of it so you can get success and you continue on the road of trying to empower them and trying to change lives because that's what we're trying to do in women's sports. We're trying to not only change lives uh, and get equality, uh, but, uh, you know, it's, it's just one of the things I never knew it was like that until we actually got into this, into the arena of women's sports. Right. Definitely that. I mean, we're trying to empower women uh, and not take advantage of them. I mean, that's that's the main thing. And and like I said, yeah. as an owner, as a coach, you got to set the you got to set the tone. You have to lead by example. You got to set the rules and make sure that the players are following the rules. It doesn't matter what gender uh, the, the athletes are. The fact is, you have to lay down the rules, and you got to lead by and follow the rules. So I think that's our main conversation for the day. Is hey, you got to set the tone. You got to set the rules, and you got to take you know. The situation is serious. Yes. You know, as a woman, how do you feel about that, Carla? Um, Well, I I don't want to be pressured into anything, let alone a relationship. You know, Mm -hmm. if I come to play, I come to play. Gotcha. You know, but some people look at it as, like you saying, a social pickup, just like you would go to the bar pick somebody up. You know what I mean? Or you might go to church to find a nice girl. You know what I'm saying? So you go to find or to mingle with women who have something in common with you, mm. however, you know, if you have an ulterior motive. Now, if there's a love connection, there's a love connection. Right, right. You, can't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you, you, you don't, you don't want to dilute that with just, you know, ha- being just a place that you're just going to hit and pick up on mm-hmm. on these women, right? Right. And then with the youth, again, 
you know, it's it's definitely taboo. That's definitely taboo. That's taboo. Think about it, but unfortunately, that's part of the bad part is that it happens. It happens. You know, yes. it happens between teachers and students. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So it definitely happens between coaches and players. Right. So I mean, it's it's you know, you got to take it seriously. You know, um, I don't think that it should deter someone from wanting to play, but I can see how it can. Um, definitely put a, a distaste in someone's mouth. Definitely, that. And, and, you know, and, and that's that's how it's rolling right now. I mean, there's a lot of teachers and a lot of coaches have gotten in trouble over the last couple of years. You know, and everyone said, "What do you do? A background check?" Yeah, background check don't mean anything. It don't. It doesn't dictate what that person is going to think about in the near future. Right. It just talks about what they did in the past, and right. things change. So, Curtis, I'll, again, we'd like to thank you for uh, joining Four Quarters with Coach Lee and Carla. But we do have to move on with the show. Uh, again, continue to listen in. Uh, you can see us on Facebook Live. You can hear us back on the replay. I just wanted to say, because we have a lot of new viewers that are coming on, you okay. thanks for coming to Four Quarters with Coach Lee, where we talk about football, just in case you're wondering. You yeah. Know. Oh, girls, girls sports. Girls sports. You know, but we focus in on football, women's football, women's sports, and uh, we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. So, again, Curtis, thank you very much for calling. We're going to move on to quarter number two. Quarter number two. We got a special guest. BJ, is our guest uh, called in yet? We're supposed to be talking about uh, power, power plus mouth guards. Well, anyway, we have partnered with a um, a business that does a specialized mouth guard okay. that has been proven, right? Right. Um, I, I would say it does not prevent, but it reduces the risk of concussions and other injuries or pertaining to the hip. Yeah, and I think it's the, one of the most important um, so, pieces of equipment in right. any sport is the mouth guard. You want to protect your grill. Right. And, you know, it's very easy to go to Target or go to Big Five and pick up a little cheap, you know, $2 mouthpiece, a rubber piece that goes in your mouth, and that will, might, might protect the teeth, but it does, it's not designed to protect head injuries. So we've actually found a, um, a dentist. Okay. Okay, he's on the line. I'd like him to come on the line so he can talk about his product. Dr. Hudson, are you on the line? Yes, I am. Good evening. How are you, Dr. Hutchinson? Well, I'm tired because it's 1030 out here in Michigan, but I'm happy uh, to be you, on with you. You are in Michigan. We are in hot Vegas. Yes, he's in Traverse City, Michigan. <laughs> Definitely. So could you talk about, Very nice. uh, you know, give us a, a little history uh, on, on how you developed the mouth guard in comparison to the, the, the traditional mouth guard? Uh, as everybody knows, the mouth guard that they're used to is um, a 60-year-old technology. It was um, developed in 1950 by the Dental Association. And it's uh, been around uh, pretty much the same as they developed it back then as it is today. There's various different uh, styles of it, but the concept is basically a piece of plastic that uh, you put between your teeth so that if you uh, get hit in the jaw or, or fall or hit your face, that uh, it would keep you from uh, breaking off the cusps of your teeth or chipping your front teeth by clanging those teeth together. So oh, it does a really I'm good job with that. It's actually plastic, huh? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, 100 years ago, they were they were trying different things, and uh, one of them was a kind of rubber. The very okay. first mouth guard was in the 1800s, and it was used uh, the same material that we do root canals with, called percha. They used to make golf balls, and uh, they, a guy tried using it for a boxer. But uh, uh, now you fast forward to uh, this day and age, and uh, that technology is just antiquated. It, it does do a good job to mm-hmm. protect you from banging your teeth together, but uh, it doesn't do anything with uh, a jaw correct so that you can uh, dissipate the uh, G-force that's not in the concussion. 
And that's what we're talking about in um, 2019 is that physiologic jaw position. And when you okay. achieve it, you get lots of benefits. And one of them uh, you talked about is is uh, you reduce the G-forces or reduce the uh, chance of having a concussion drastically down to 0.2%, which is almost zero in, uh, in all the sports that uh, we've tested. We've tested a lot of them, not just contact sports too. But also, what kind of uh, testing your, have you guys come up with? Uh, I'm sorry, say it again. Uh, what kind of testing results? Uh, I mean, how do you guys go about testing from, you know, from beginning to end? What's, what's the process of the test? When I got into uh, learning about this and started to really uh, investigate it back in 2000, uh, I learned that all the testing for concussions is done with mannequins or they call them surrogates like a crash dummy, because you can't really take a human being and, uh, you know, crash your car with them in there and then see how they're, how they're doing or hit them over the head with a bowling ball and see if they get a concussion or not. So they use these crash dummies with sensors and then try to extrapolate some kind of information from that. But to me, it was always basically flawed. So uh, I decided... if. Uh, if I was going to investigate this in a more precise way for us, I would just use a mouth guard we normally have to wear, but I would use physiologic jaw principles. And so uh, since about 2003, I've been putting mouth guards on as many teams as possible uh, using the physiologic jaw position which is called, we call it, uh, I patented it, it's called Power Plus Mouth Guard. But uh, it's basically a field study. We, we get teams to uh, sign up, and uh, we help them get established with Power Plus Mouth Guard, and then uh, in the end of the season, we tally the results of uh, any that had concussions, what kind of concussions they were, they were wearing conventional mouth guard or they're wearing a physiologic job position guard. So for mm-hmm. these years, we've had about uh, growing. We're going to have over 5,000 this year um, with uh, eight concussions so far. So um, when you do the math on that, that's a 0.2% concussion rate over that period of time. And that's, that's great, eh? That's pretty low, 2%. Yeah. Well, it is. You know, if you wear a good helmet and you have your jaw positioned correctly, you you almost get zero concussions. You can't, like you said, you can't count on preventing every single concussion unless you just don't play the game. But uh, because sometimes people, athletes, get forces that are so great it overcomes every piece of safety equipment, and you just can't prevent every single one. So that's, right. an, that's an important concept. But when you're talking about the Center for Disease Control, that it's reported as much as 20% per year, uh, and you take it down to 0.2%, that's a drastic improvement. Wait, you said 0.2%? Not 2%, but 0.2%. Yeah, 0.2%. If you take, wow. if you take, uh, if you take awesome. eight. I thought too low, but dang, 0.2. Yeah, <laughs> for know, sure. You know what that means? We've got over 4,000 athletes wearing physiologic job positioning mouth guard, and we've had eight uh, concussions. We've had 800, uh, according to the Center for Disease Control. So we've saved 792 kids, athletes, from having a connection in that period of time. I think that's a pretty I'm good sorry. record. Can you guys hear Dr. Hutchinson? <laughs> yeah, I want to make it's sure. a little muffled. Are you on a speakerphone or um, earpiece? Yes, I'm on uh, okay. both. Well, I'm on, I can't oh, have my on both. You're on speaker and earpiece. <laughs> Got you. Yeah, it's, not, yeah. it's, it's a, a little, little muffled. muffled. Yeah. It's a little muffled, but you know what? We, we, we'll deal with it. We can hear you. 
and uh, we'll be passing on the information just in case those who are on on Facebook Live don't can't hear. But the fact is, we have Dr. Hutchinson uh, with Power Plus Mouthguards uh, here as a guest speaker uh, about a awesome mouthguard that that is knocking down the percentages of those who use this product on concussions. So again, it's a great mouthguard. It's a it's a a great tool. And with us, we're providing girls like football. We want to make it as safe as possible. So, so tell me, Dr. Hutchinson, what is G-force? Is that like gravity force or something? Yeah, that's the force of gravity, and uh, that's okay. the that's the that's what they use for determining uh, the amount of force it it uh, takes to concussion. A really wide okay. margin from. 80 to 800. So uh, the scientific community really doesn't know exactly how much it takes to make a concussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but uh, in terms of of uh, scientific uh, analysis, they use that G-force, or some people call it acceleration, uh, the amount of force that uh, will cause uh, damage to your brain. So, uh, so your, your mouth guard is proven to reduce that, then, the G-force, then, correct? Well, yeah, so what it does is it, it, uh, it separates the joint of your jaw and both sides into its passive uh, middle phase right inside the socket. And so when that force comes down the jawbone, um, like electric current is the... If the jawbone is not touching the skull, it has nowhere to go but out into your neck and shoulders and gets dissipated. So gotcha. uh, that's the concept. If you're, if you're open too wide or you're closed too far, that puts those two bones together and makes that like an electric current just go right up to the brain and damage the, the brain that sits on the, the bottom of the skull. It's really bone and that bone is what you um, articulate against with your lower jaw. So you want that you want that bone socket passive in the center and that's what physiology jaw position does. So it, it only covers the bottom jaw, correct? So you don't need one for the upper jaw? You don't need one for the upper jaw because the lower jaw is the movable part of the skull and that's the one that gets positioned in the right spot. And so it, you need it for that, but turns out that uh, in addition to what it does protect you in concussions, but it also fits under your tongue so you can talk normally. And uh, there was a study at Case Western that showed that you increase your oxygen intake by having it on the lower teeth. So you get huge benefits uh, athletically from having the mouth guard uh, put in your physiologic jaw position on your lower arch. And that's not just any arbitrary position. That has to be that has to be uh following the technique easy but really you need to get that jaw position correctly to have all those benefits that you get from physiologic position. Okay. All right. So so how could our our fans and our viewers uh find you on I guess on on the internet? Go to uh more information. PowerPlusMouthGuard.com. Okay. com. Yeah, com. You can get all the information you want. You can watch some videos, and you can uh, click on Buy Now, and you can order one, and they'll come right to your house. Oh, there you go. What, now, what is the price point for those who order it on your, on your website? Because this is not the ordinary... Dollar fifty mouth guard that you buy in Big Five or or any sporting goods store, Target or Walmart. No, because those produce concussions. You want uh, your physiologic job position. So um, if you buy it online, you can buy it uh, thirty eight ninety five, and it comes with free shipping and a free carrying case. Uh, okay. So it's a it's a, a good deal. It costs about the same amount as a pizza on the weekend. So. Yeah, right, and, right, uh, definitely. And we don't want our brain to taste yeah. the pizza, so it, it's a no, great that's, 
it's a great investment for those parents who are who are precautious about their kids playing sports. It's not just a football mouth guard. It's for just about every sport. Am I correct? That's correct because the other thing that we discovered is that uh, it, when your when your bite isn't optimal uh, in your in your body's physiology, it disrupts nerve function and that disrupts muscle function, and so you lose you lose strength efficiency. So there was a study done, physiologic job position and power plus by Wayne State University. They showed a 16.8% increase in strength when your jaws in physiologic jaw position. So what does that mean? That means you can run faster, you can jump higher, you can run longer, you can uh, perform better in everything that you do in every sport uh, because all of your muscle fibers are firing at the same time and not being held back. So physiologic jaw position is where it's at. Definitely that power plus mouth guard is where it's at. Safety's first with, with us here at GFA. Uh, Dr. Hutchinson is one of our corporate sponsors here that we also, again, we're about safety. When we're introducing this brand-new sport to the masses, we want to provide safety issues mm-hmm. and try to reduce those. Well, the best in safety. The best in safety, and that's what we work on. We're working with the best. This is the best mouth guard on the market. We've researched. We've looked into some of these uh, companies, and definitely the Power Plus Mouth Guard is the best. Yeah, I mean, we're not talking about just protecting your teeth. You know, you're talking about protecting your whole jaw area. You know, you're protecting your brain from the impact of the G-force, correct, Dr. Hutchinson? That's correct. um, So you're not going to get that. That's like going to get braces or something, you know, specialized, right, right, for your protection. So. Um, it doesn't come at a cheap cost, but it's definitely worth the cost of protecting yourself. I'd rather spend thirty-eight ninety-five than go to the doctor and say uh, you need to have surgery <laughs> on your jaw or your brain. True that. You know? True that. True so that. again, as, as parents, you know, it's all about safety. It's about uh, providing the best that we can to to reduce injuries. There's no such thing as prevent. All we can do is reduce. Reduce. Uh, those things from happening, and definitely, Dr. Hudson, we're glad that you came on board, and we're glad that you came and talked a little bit more uh, about the mouth guard, and we definitely want to invite you back on uh, once we upgrade our equipment system here so that we can have a visual and have you actually on the Facebook Live and people can see and we can actually maybe do some uh, uh, question and answers. Yeah, question and answers with our, with our, with our audience. Yep. That would be so true. We- for coming I would on love today. to do that. Okay. Well, we'll be in touch with you. Thank All you. All right. You guys have a good Thank night. Thank you. All righty. Again. So, um, go ahead. So, if you guys didn't get that, it's Power Plus Mouth Guard. You probably didn't hear a whole lot because it was a little muffled, but you can go on the website, check it out. He has a video about the technology and the yes. safety, and it actually comes in different colors, believe it or not. Definitely. It comes in team colors. You can put a team logo on it. But he was emphasizing the fact that it does enhance performance. You're able to communicate better because it just covers the lower jaw, not your entire mouth. Right. So, you know, there's more communication between the coaches, the players, and so on, and then you have your increased performance because you can better breathing. Yes. Get more oxygen again because, again, they have mouthpieces that have the upper and bottoms. Mm -hmm. They have the one that cover your lips. You know, it was one on, 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 on the news, not the news, but this weekend, one of the wide receivers had a pacifier. Oh. Mm. It looked like a pacifier that he's got in his mouth. I mean, it, it's all about it's making money. Novelty. It's a yeah. novelty, yeah, but that novelty can become a, a tragedy at the same time mm-hmm. if you don't have the right equipment. So, again, it's all about proper equipment. It's about safety. Mm-hmm. Uh, no matter what sport you play, you need a mouth guard to protect yourself, uh, to reduce injury. Uh, and, and it's a necessity. So, again, we had Dr. Hutchison, uh, who was out in Michigan, so he's about two hours ahead of us. It's going on nine, ten o'clock there, so we're glad to have him on. But we're going to move on to quarter number three, because we four quarters with Coach Lee and Carla. We do this every Monday night at 7 p.m. I know we're going up against the NFL, but we still going to pull in the numbers. <laughs> we still pull in the numbers because you can watch this on our radio. Who the time, right? <laughs> Me, that's who. Monday night is where it's at, you know what I'm saying? Monday night is where it's at. So what we got on the table for quarter number three? Um, We were talking about, oh, it's the fall. So basically, you know, we were, we started 
just throughout the tail end of the summer, and now it's the fall, so we actually have a few markets that have started flag football for girls. For girls, yes, they have. So we want to kind of highlight those markets right now that are playing either now or they're going to be playing in the upcoming weeks Yes. Um, for the fall. And then, of course, we will follow in Nevada in the wintertime in November. Right. So um, I know that um, Alaska. Woo! You talking about the ice? Alaska has opened up. They started in August. They started their season for girls football and um, surprisingly started playing in 2005 is when it became a sanctioned sport. All right, so they've been around almost 15 years. They've been around for quite some time, right behind Florida, which was 2003. Three? Yes. 2003. What if, I don't know if it was sanctioned. I just know that they were introduced by that time. Well, it said sanctioned. Did they say sanctioned? Yeah. Okay. Sanctioned. Um, so um, it, it, it's definitely a big sport in Alaska right now. Um, they have about nine high schools? No. They're in Anchorage. Okay, how many? It started off with nine high schools. Okay. I, I think there's like more like 14 to 18 high schools. Okay, so. We're here in GFA Studios, and somebody's <laughs> in, in the background making all that racket. Yeah, you guys can hear that, right? Yeah, they can. <laughs> if I can hear it, they can hear it. But anyway, so we're going to get some more information about, you know, flag football across the country. I know my man Richard Holton, what's up, man? We played ball back in the day, AAU basketball. We played football together at Carson High School, and now he's in Arizona, Chandler, Arizona, which is one of the top teams in the country uh, program. And with uh, my man Richard Hope. Okay. You know, we, we talked last year when he was out here when they played against Liberty mm-hmm. or some other team, I forgot. But we all got that connection. You know, it's about football, about basketball. We grew up together. But he's in the area where we are pushing girls' flag football to be a Saints in sport, which is Arizona, mm-hmm. the Phoenix market, the Tucson market. The whole state, by the way. Got it. So when you popped on here, that just showed in my head because we were working on that while you were looking at the uh, article that you were talking about where flag football flourishes in Alaska, people. Alaska, of all places, Alaska. If it's in Alaska, it could be played anywhere. Definitely that. So here we go. But the reason they have, you know, for the same reason why GSA exists, um, they started it to deal with Title IX issues. Okay. You know, that was their answer to Title IX issues, and, the, and the, it's been working great for them. Wasn't well, that a, a quote in the article about what it has done for their Title IX issues? Well, it's not necessarily what it has done, but it has been working, okay. and which is the reason why they implemented it in the first place. They actually did a, a, a survey mm-hmm. in the schools, and overwhelmingly girls were interested in playing um, girls' football. Now, Georgia... This will be their first season. Full season. Okay. They're not quite sanctioned yet, but they have overwhelming responsive interest, which, you know, again, that's the question why most school districts have not sanctioned is they don't believe that girls are interested. But the the schools that have and the counties that have Mm -hmm. put out a feeler for the girls, I mean, overwhelming response were interested. All right, we talked about that here in Vegas where there was an average of 125, 150 girls trying out for 20 spots yes. when it first was launched here. Yes. And I just had a meeting last week where I had over 125 girls there, and that wasn't even including the girls from the soccer team and volleyball team because they were off to playing their games. Mm-hmm. So there is an over uh, response, a higher response for girls that want to play football. Right. You know, you just got to get out there. You just got to put – you got to give them an opportunity to play. You know, do the survey. If you're a part of a school district or you're a teacher or a coach, mm-hmm. put a survey out on your campus and see how many girls be willing to come out in Definitely, definitely. I mean, I would confidently do that. Yeah. Um, and then you can always reach out to GFA. If you want us to conduct a survey, we'd be more than happy to conduct a survey for you. Yes. Um, also, um, in Georgia, so basically, we knew about Gwinnett County. We had mentioned Gwinnett County before. I didn't know Gwinnett County had, like, 19 high schools. They're just as large. We'll know about half the size of Clark County School District, but um, that's quite a big, big school district. And um, they have added five more counties, which was Forsyth County. Mm-hmm. And actually, Forsyth not just included high school, but the middle school, so seventh and eighth grade girls football as well. Okay, so what they're doing is 
they're basically setting the foundation for the high school program by starting the, the middle school. Right. Because they figure if they can get the girls playing in middle school, yes. that they'll automatically go play they'll in high school. They'll prepare for the high school. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So exactly. that, that's, that's a good way of how to get this thing going and keeping a great foundation. So let me see if I can find what those other counties were really quick. I know Henry County is one of the counties because I have a cousin who, who lives in Henry County. Oh, yeah, Henry. It is Henry. It, uh, I don't know how to pronounce this. Forgive me, those out in uh, the south. Uh, Muskogee. That'll work with me. Muskogee, Cherokee. Okay. Uh, Henry and Rockdale County are now playing football this fall. In Georgia. Yes. They're actually going to do a short season. I'm guessing it's going to be tournament play, more like a club. Okay. Um, they're going to be playing on half field, not like what we do on the full field, but they're going to be doing half field, and it's going to be a short season, but they're going to have a championship. They're going to have a championship. Um, and, of course, the Atlanta Falcons. Um, we can thank the Atlanta Falcons for funding the program to get them started for their first year. Mm-hmm. So they actually donated $49,000 for these schools to get started. For the middle schools? Yeah, for the middle schools. Because I know they, they did a, earlier, they did $50,000 for the high schools. Mm-hmm. So like I said, it makes sense. It definitely makes sense to start the foundation. It, it reminds me of what we're doing with the Premier 7. So they'll begin October 24th in okay. uh, those new counties. And that's awesome. Again, this is a movement. It is growing. It's growing by the by the bunches or the groves or whatever you whatever you picking in your backyard. It's growing, <laughs> and it, each and every one of you guys who tune into the show can help us because you all have daughters or granddaughters uh, that are looking to play sports. Right. And this is and they're modeling off of uh, Florida's style of play. Right. Their rules and everything like that. So. Well, I, I know we've been pushing hard the Nevada model because we get more girls participating. And I always harp about that here on our on our show, Four Girls of Coast Lee, is that we're getting anywhere between 60 to 80 girls participating per season at each school. And that works with the numbers of being Title IX compliance. And I keep hitting that because that's probably the most important law that a lot of us don't know about. We just think it's about sports. But it's about sexual harassment. It's, it's about education. E- education, you know, having equal opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the main situation. And so you're going to always hear that on the show. You're going to hear Title IX, Title IX, Title IX, Title IX. Okay, I think the WF, the NFC, their championship game is called the Title IX ball. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, which is great. Sorry if you guys hear me sniffle, but the, the, the weather is changing here in Vegas. And it's changed one day, and my allergies are killing I'm sniffling, I'm crying, I stepped out to blow my nose, because uh, I'm, like, I'm talking about those. Oh. Yeah, I didn't want that. But, again, it is growing. Uh, with that being that it's growing, you know, some of the things that we're doing here, let's go ahead and move to core number four, because it kind of blends in together, what we're doing. Okay. But, you know, we're going to go quarter number four. One, two, three, four. There we go. Um, to continue our conversation is – the event that we're doing on November 30th, uh-huh. uh, we have tied in with the Las Vegas Raiders uh, here in town at our local uh, local professional football team. That's not here yet. No, but they're, they are uh, here. But they're here. They have an office here. They have employees here. And yes. we've been partnered with the youth director of the team. Yes. And so, and so we, we are exposing a new fan base for the Raiders that they didn't know existed. And they are loving every minute of it. And so they've teamed up with us along with some other corporate partners, uh, such as Unequal Sports Equipment, uh, the Power Plus Guard, uh, Mouth Guard, um, with uh, the energy, nutritional aspect. I forgot the company. Um, Herbalife. Herbalife, okay. Um, There's some other local companies that have jumped on board. But we're hosting a Jamboree symposium uh, on November 30th. Mm-hmm. We're going to have eight high schools here, all three levels, varsity, JV, and freshmen, mm-hmm. uh, which we're going to have an average of about 450 to 500 participants. Okay? The Raiders are going to jump on board. They're going to do a, a symposium, talk about character. They're going to talk about, you know, the sport of football. We're going to have some alumni from, from the Raiders there. 
They're also going to do a football combine, an NFL combine for the girls as we rotate on the field of our uh, with our jamboree scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the model that we're going to be we're pushing as we tie it in with some other NFL teams here on the West and Coast. And it's not just for playing time as well. We're doing a symposium as well where um, the Raiders will be keynote. You know, we'll have a keynote from the Raiders talking, you know, more motivational right. uh, mindset type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have some coaching clinic going on. Um, we'll have some information for the schools, the administrators and athletic directors of, of the schools regarding the flag football program. I mean, it's not just a scrimmage. Well, right, that's why I call it's, it a jamboree yeah, symposium. Yeah. You know. So there's more to it. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. We're, so we're inviting, you know, athletic directors from out of the state to come out here for a Vegas weekend and come to an event that's free mm-hmm. where they get to hear about it. They get to see it and touch it and film it if they all, you know, and then see that a professional team is involved with it, that they can take that back to their hometown, to their school, and institute it for the spring. We're doing everything we can to give it as much exposure as we possibly can. I mean, if you can, go ahead and like our page, Girls Football Association, on Facebook, because we do share a lot of this information directly onto our page. Yes, we do. You know, articles, um, whatever we can, whatever we get, we, we try to post it and share updates on what we're doing. You see a lot of of activity that Coach Lee's been doing, um, working with the girls, working with schools, you know, making the connections, doing, you know, um, getting sponsorships and things like that. And I forgot about you, Tim. I know you're in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and this is a great program that we would like to definitely introduce. So if you're available to to come down to Vegas uh, or talk to your athletic director or athletic directors in your league to come to Vegas November 30th weekend, uh, to come check out the, the Las Vegas Raiders. It's and Saturday, yeah, right? It's a Saturday. It's an all-day event. It's going to be from it's 8 a.m. actually Thanksgiving weekend. So right. if you want to make, you know, a trip to Vegas for the weekend. That's the weekend. That's but, the weekend. But get your room ASAP because it, <laughs> it, 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 it does get crowded that weekend. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to be putting this on, and we're going to be doing a whole bunch of things to really promote not only the game here in Vegas, but the game in the closest states or surrounding states. So we're inviting athletic directors from Utah, California, Arizona. And actually, Vegas is really big on Thanksgiving Day. I mean, I know several Thanksgivings that Coach Lee has not been at home for Thanksgiving. No, I haven't. He was working a football tournament yeah, on Thanksgiving Day. Today, so, on Friday, Saturday. So, you know, you can come down, you want to do football, it, it's going on. It's football all weekend long. Then you have the other games, Grambling, Southern, Southern plays on that. Saturday, so that's a big deal at the casinos. Uh, so there's a lot of things going on with that. Um, we are also in the process of locking down our tournament, you know, here in Vegas, the location, the venue, and the date. So we're getting that information out. We're also in the process of still doing fundraiser for the GFA and any other uh, football team that's out there that want to get involved in GFA and also the Premier Seven football league within your area yeah. to run. So we look for league directors to start that. Uh, there are a lot of things that are that are going on and that, you know, that we've been pushing. I actually did a video. Oh, if there's any vendors, anybody has a business that wants a presence at the Jamboree that we're talking about in November as well, let me know. Mm-hmm. Hit me up, message me, yeah. um, and I'll let you know how you can get involved with that as well. Yeah, if you want to get get down with us and get down with the Raiders and get down with the other corporate sponsors that jump on board and you're local, that's great. If you're national or international, that's great as well. As long as you've got a website where people can purchase and buy, we're all for it. But we're going to be doing some stuffers uh, in our in our grab bags or our swag bag. It used to be called grab bag. Now it's swag bag. <laughs> all right. Um, and, again, we'll be promoting the show. We'll do a flyer with our show on there each and every Monday night. This is every Monday night throughout you know, 365 or 52 weeks a year. We might take a Monday or two off. It depends on, you know, if we're on vacation. We have to do it on location. Oh, we can do it on location. I'm okay with that. We are okay with that. Um, Again, we tap into the Hawaii market as well. I've reached out to about seven athletic directors there, trying to get them on board. Uh, So we're we're pushing. So, again, if you're listening to the show, you're hearing the show, and – and you want us to get involved, you can email email us at uh, what, girlsfootballassociation at gmail.com. You can go straight to me at glee 
dot gfa at gmail and for you a c williams dot gfa dot gfa uh, at gmail and again it's our job we're we're focused on uh, calling and reaching out to those schools to get flag football we are really pushing hard I'm loving the push and loving the response. Uh, and, again, I just did a video of some of the things that we did over the summertime. Mm-hmm. I tried to narrow it down. You know, but we had, like, 60 minutes worth of material that I tried to cut down to an eight-minute video. And it kind it of – It was supposed to be three minutes. It was supposed to be three minutes. <laughs> but but it, it just couldn't be done. There was just so much. And we left out a whole lot of yeah. stuff. So, again, if you go over to YouTube, go to Girls Football Association, and uh, subscribe to our page. I'm updating videos at least two to three times a week on there uh, so you can follow along of how this thing is working and getting the response, seeing the type of girls that are participating from tall and skinny to short and stubby to, you know, athletic to non-athletic. They want to play ball. Yes, definitely. So, again, we've been doing a great job of promoting. Um, anybody got any questions out there? We got Kevin that's jumped on. Okay. Uh, we got my girl Christina just jumped on. Again, Tim has been on. Coach Brown's on. Again, interact with us. We love the interaction. I mean, if you wanted to call in, you could have called in. But we, we really want to wait till our equipment comes. I know I've been saying that for about two or three weeks, but it's been taking about four weeks for us to get our equipment. Uh, our, our membership drive is going okay. It can be a hell of a lot better. You know, we, we need to get more members involved. Mm-hmm. We like the fact that you guys are joining in and, and hitting the free stuff, but we need members. We need members to get on board. We need ambassadors to talk about the game. I know women's football across the country is having a major uh, tryout on October 5th. I know the NW it is an NF acronyms. WNFC. There we go. I had to get all these acronyms together. My allergy medicine is kicking in right now. And I'm talking out my nose. And it just stopped me from sneezing, but I'm getting congested, and it's giving me a big headache. But there's a lot of events going on, and it's, it's women's football, it's, it's, it's flag football, and uh, we're going to have some special guests that are going to be joining us next week um, that are in the flag football realm as far as professional flag football, major tournaments. I'm going to reach out to those guys uh, to get them on board and talk about, you know, the expansion of flag football across the board be it male or female, it's expanding. It's it's the new wave, you guys. Black football is a new wave as 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 governments are getting involved with youth sports and trying to put an age limit on tackle football. So again, I'm just a component, a believer in in football period. Um uh, and it's about getting off their butts and, and get some exercise. You know, our gen- the younger generation doing this, you know, the whole video game situation. I know you can make money on it, but we got to stay and get healthy. And I know that's what we've been pushing. But if we don't have any questions, you guys, uh, I'm really done. I mean, I, I, I thought we had a great show. I thought we had some great information. We had three great topics, and uh, we had some great information about what's going on and updates. Mm-hmm. So, uh, BJ, do we have any other callers in on the call? If not, you know, again, whenever you're ready to hit that music, we are ready to get out because it's four quarters. Coach Lee and Carla, we here each and every Monday night. Uh, we're talking about the good, the bad, the ugly. We're talking about women. We're talking about girls. We're talking about football. Football, football, football. Uh, you have any closing That's words? That's what I said. Football, you like sports. Okay. <laughs> well, we do cover women's sports. Yeah, but that's not what we're here for. We're here for girls and women's football. That's our main topic. Her turn to ball, right? Mm-hmm. And, again, I want to throw a big shout-out to my girl, Hope Spin, who came up with our, our theme song. Again, if you watch some of the videos on the Girls Football Association, you'll hear that beat. That beat is slamming, and, <laughs> and the verse is slamming as well. And, uh, BJ, we definitely going to send you a copy of that on iTunes or, or the cloud. So that we can change them. So we're gonna we're gonna let you know public enemy ride off into the to the wind, mm-hmm. and we're gonna be rolling with her turn the ball by Hope Spin starting next week. So again, we want to thank you guys for tuning in for Course of Coach Lee. We out of here. Peace. Peace.